Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Fadeaway Podcast. I'm Ben, one of your hosts, and joining me as he does every week, the Sun's Truther, Hisham. Welcome back, Ben. Oh, man. Uh, it's, I'd say it's good to be here, but it's really not because I know you're going to make fun <laughs> of me this whole podcast. But um, yeah, man, um, I think I guess we're just going to have to dive into the basketball. It's a bit of a crazy one. One game away um, from Bucks One and game six. away, right? I, I feel like, you know, we just keep doubting. Like throughout every series, it's like Giannis can't shoot. Like Middleton's inconsistent. Like Oh, they don't know their identity. Like, Brooke Lopez, why is he playing so much? And then all of a sudden we're here, and they're a game away from the championship. And you can say whatever you want about injuries and whatever you want. But, like, at the end of the day, I mean, Giannis was also kind of injured. Like, they had to go through their own adversity to get here. Um, It's – I just feel like they figured the Suns out, like, as much as it pains me to say that. First of all, my prediction is gone. The Suns are not winning in six anymore. <laughs> uh, and that's hard enough That'd to be a tough but... one to do. Uh, that'd be... Yeah. Two games in one would be a little tough, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, they just look... I mean, when they play in sync, the Bucks, like they did in game five, with all three of their uh, quote-unquote big three um actually showing up it was just like they just looked so good like every possession like towards the end of the the game um I know they kind of like gave up a little bit of a lead and then it was probably tighter than it should have been in the last minute or so um of game five but but Giannis and and Middleton hit a couple of uh mid-rangers holiday with the defense a big three like you know it's just uh, they seem to have found something here the last few games. I and mean, they've won three in a row. Surely it shouldn't be hard to win a game six at home with that crowd. I mean, uh, I would I would have them as favorites now to, to finish this off at home. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you still know, like the Suns can still... I, I don't, I don't want to count them out completely because it's still a good team. Um and I think if they're able to pull out game six, then I think that they'd be like, I think this is the Bucks chance to close it out. If they lose the momentum here, I think it'd be much more difficult to go into game seven on the road and then, and then win from there. But yeah, I Agreed. think the Bucks definitely have figured something out. Like the whole Drew Holiday, Chris Paul thing, like Chris Paul still had a good game, but he didn't yeah. have the crazy like 30 plus point game that he kind of needs to have for the Suns to win. I mean, like their big three, really like Aiden Booker and and Paul all played well. Like they score, yeah. they were efficient. That's the scary uh, part. Across the board, this was like one of the best shooting nights just in general for the finals. Like this is the only night <laughs> the only finals game where a jump shot went up and I didn't automatically think it was going to be a miss. <laughs> like Lope Brook was making threes. Pat Connaughton was draining threes. Uh, Jay Crowder was hitting threes, like yep. bridges, like everyone was, was hitting shots. And you'd think that that's the type of game the Suns win, right? The run and right, gun right. high scoring team against yep. like a, a more kind of slower paced Bucks team, but they still weren't able to win. 
And yeah. even after a massive first quarter lead, like they were up by like 15 at one point and that just got whittled down to like a few points by the second quarter and then lost it around in the third. Like that was the Bucks. That, that was the, the Suns game to win. That was their, that was their steal on the road that I think they needed to get. And yeah, I mean, yeah, this is like the first game we've seen this, playoffs really especially this finals where holiday middleton and Giannis were all playing really well and what was funny is it didn't take Giannis actually scoring like in the first quarter first half he was doing his best like lebron impression because you saw him in the crowd like driving and then doing these no look passes to the corner to get wide open shots for his teammates like proving that he can do more than just kind of score and that's that's what you really need to be a star in this league when you think about it. Like, how many one-dimensional players are there that, like, really reach, like, big, like, heights and accolades and stuff? Like, not a lot. Like, Harden, you could say, is, like, a great scorer, but he also was a great creator and, and right. right, pretty much runs the offense and able to, like, make baskets for his teammates. And that's where I think... I don't want to say it, but we got kind of like empty stats Booker this game. Like this is where the whole criticism came oh. from, right? He dropped 40 points 40. on like 45% shooting. He was efficient. He was scoring, but mid-range jumpers and not making anything for your team and not playing great defense is only going to get you so far. Like you, you'd think like in a vacuum, if you tell someone like Booker scored 40 points in the finals and DeAndre Ayton scored 20. Like, you think that they'd win that game. But there's just so many possessions of him just ISOing. And you had, like, Bridges, who was hot. Like, threes are more important than twos. Like, yeah, there's a reason yeah. why teams have moved away from the mid-range game. Like, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time to get those shots off. And even then, they're not, I mean, half efficient. Like, Bridges yeah. hitting like every three and you're getting one less point per possession for that. So Yeah, I mean what's crazy is like the Suns the Suns shot 19 threes and the Bucks shot 28, right? And and the Bucks went 50% from three. So obviously that's that's going to, you know, be an advantage to the Bucks, but well like you said, like I think what's crazy is that if you told me these stats, you know, Booker go, drops 40 on basically 50%, Paul has 20 and 10. Aiden has 20 and 10. Like, surely they're not losing that game. And Crowder and Bridges shoot efficiently. So that's where it's scary, right? Like, you basically gave it your all, and you still came up short. Um, and the thing that, that really stood out to me was, I remember we, uh, like, I was watching, and in the first quarter, like you said, you know, Booker sort of gets away for, like, a dunk. Giannis fouls him. He's kind of, like, you know, amping himself up. And the, the Suns go up, like, 13, 14 something like that in the first quarter. Uh, and the, the ESPN showed a stat, like, oh, they never, they've never lost um, this, like, in the playoffs after they've had a lead of more than, like, 12 or something like that. And I was like, oh, well, you know, this is in the bag. Crowder's hitting threes. <laughs> like, this couldn't get any better. Um, and then they just, they closed it down literally in, like, four game time minutes. They They changed that, you know? And it was just, like, it was kind of crazy to see the Suns' defense fall apart, but I think the, the difference is what you're talking about in terms of threes are more valuable than twos, and obviously it's a super controversial topic. 
this year, especially with the Suns getting as far as they have, you know, in the final. It's not that the Suns don't shoot threes, but they do shoot a lot of mid-range that a lot of teams don't, right? Um, and in this game, what I noticed was when Middleton is on and he's shooting a relatively high percentage, he shot almost 50%, uh, more than 50% from the field this game. But he is such a capable three-point shooter, but also a very capable mid-range shooter. So the, the first priority is the three, but if it's not available, he can get into the, the mid-range area yeah. and take his shot, right? Booker's main priority is the two. And then if like it's an open three, he'll take it. Um, and I think that's sort of the difference, like where you see, um, you know, a few extra points here and there for the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks, obviously, Giannis still struggled from the line, kind of had that one good game from the line, then kind of went back to his old ways, four for 11. Uh, not great there, but two but big my, misses at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my biggest takeaway sort of the last few games has been the decrease in minutes for Tucker and Lopez. Uh, both both Bud has adjusted those quite well. And Pat Connaughton is playing huge minutes and hitting pretty big, big shots. Shot he big was shots. Huge. He was huge in bringing them back that game, like hitting threes, four for six. Like, yep playing good defense as i said like he is an right. underrated defender i mean like you got booker on it of course he's not gonna shut him down but like he make it yeah. work for it right like not just a turnstile and yeah it, it just the depth that we kind of thought wasn't really there for the bucks is kind of showing up and shout out to bud actually making good moves like no realizing that bobby portis is playing a big role in this finals and yeah just the energy that he brings is huge and like Pat Connaughton playing. I'd hate to see Jeff Teague hit the floor, but the fact that DiVincenzo's out, I, I kind of, you kind of have to, I guess, because yeah. he, he has no business really playing at all in, in these finals. Yeah. I, they're they're though, limiting look, his minutes to, to yeah. the minimum of what they need, but like, yeah. Yeah, and I think one other interesting thing about the depth is, I don't know if you noticed, but even almost every game so far this finals, Giannis just looks gassed. Like, it'll be like a yeah. first quarter, and he looks so tired. Maybe that's why he's taking so long for his free throws. Right. I think this is huge, especially him knowing that this could be a shorter series than, than seven and, and close out, because mm -hmm. he's like, he's reminding me of like Jimmy Butler in the mm -hmm. finals last year, like just yeah. looking exhausted. And I think right. this was a huge game because he looked really good and he did not have to really do all that much offensively with Drew Holiday and Middleton. So I think that's, that's going to help a lot. And I think we're going to see much more aggressive Giannis uh, next game, but yeah. Yeah. No, just he's showing that he can do a lot more than just kind of drive to the hoop and, and look for fouls and try to dunk. So it's just about being those kind of multifaceted kind of players, like, and like Drew Holiday playing amazing defense again in the game-winning defensive play, but also yeah. hitting threes, hitting shots, right. driving to the hoop, right. like just playing a amazing like all-around game. And I think one of the most interesting things is like the two biggest plays so far of this finals have been both defensive plays by the Bucs. Yeah. Drew Holiday's steal and Giannis's block. And yeah. they always say defense wins championship, but it I think it gets like misconstrued where you think like, oh, you score like 80 points and you just play defense. No, no, no. It's, you still have to be a good offensive team and score, but like 
defense again is the most consistent thing. Like even those games where Drew Holiday was like nine for twenty from the field or whatever, like not hitting a lot of shots, still playing amazing defense and still being able to like impact the game in that way, which is what a lot of the Suns players kind of lack. Like yeah. Booker has a good game offensively, and even then, that's the only way he's able to impact the game. If he's not shooting well, he's not doing anything. He's and useless. Chris Paul yeah. playing well offensively turns style on defense. Like they were just going at him looking for switches on Chris Paul the entire game they have like Bridges Aiton and Crowder as like their only reliable defenders and even then they're not they're not game changers on the defensive end which is is tough yeah I think uh first I want to address the the Jeff Teague point uh Jeff Teague was a minus 11 and this game the worst (laughs) plus minus uh, he only played eight, eight minutes. Uh, so you got that one right. Um, but apart from that, um, no, you know, you know what? And I was thinking about this is that you, with Middleton, Giannis, and Holiday as your three best players, they're people who can give it to you offensively and defensively on any given night, right? Like if the offense isn't there, they're still going to be pretty good defensively, all three of them. Um, especially with Giannis and Holiday being extremely, extremely talented defenders, right? Um, so I think, yeah, it's just this is the Drew Holiday they signed up for, right? I mean, I don't think they needed him to have 27 and 13. He had a great game, plus 14, um, 12 for 20 from the field. But but it it's his impact. Like, he just seems in command and control. Uh, the last couple of games, he's really picked it up. They figured something out. Um and I think the other thing is like what you said, like they can just, you know, they're hunting switches on Booker or on Chris Paul to sort of go at them. You can't really do that with the Bucks. Who are you going to switch on to, you know, if Lopez is out there, even Lopez is not a horrible defender yeah. on an island, right? So then you've got Tucker, Giannis, Middleton, Connaughton, Portis. Like you can go down the line, right? And it's, it's relatively decent defenders at least or really good defenders. So either way, they're no real easy buckets. Um, the thing that I noticed, like, there's just the games where Booker has gone off, there's not enough ball movement for me, for the Suns. None. Um, just ISO. Yeah. ISO. It's just ISO. And I know he gets his buckets, and it's great to watch him score. He's a great scorer. Uh, but I just feel like the, the way they were killing the Bucks was sort of fast-paced transition, yeah. uh, bridges and Crowder, corner threes, eight and dunks, like running oh. dunks to the rim. Right? Like, to change that formula to like, okay, let's give it to Booker or maybe run the clock down, let him find the shot doesn't seem as valuable to me. Um, And so I don't know how they're going to change that. You're right. I feel like in a way the pressure is kind of on the bucks in this game six, because, you know, if they don't finish, finish it out, like, you know, how many, like I told you that stat about Phoenix having the lead in the first quarter, right? Like if they have that again in game seven, they're probably not going to blow it. Like, right so um the bucks should close it out in game six i think um but i don't know man i know chris paul went nine for 15 21 and 11 any any other day those are good numbers to me again like only one turnover but but it just seems i know he took over a bit in the fourth but i need to see it all game yeah i need to see it all game and i think that's the drew holiday effect right like yeah. Not only is he making him just work to bring the ball across half court, but 
he's just getting hunted on defense. Like uh, that's yeah. kind of, if we remember back to like those Cavs Warriors finals, that's what they did with Steph Curry is you hunt the guy, you make him play hard defense. Tire him it makes out, it yeah. harder to play offense. If, if you're getting, just having to play that physical for a whole game. And yeah. one of the, one of the going back to kind of like the ISO possessions with Devin Booker is I feel like it also is hard to be uh, like Mikhail Bridges or Jay Crowder when you're like shooting is pretty much like a rhythm game. Like you get in a zone, you, that's why they have hot, hot hands and, and hot shooters. But yeah. if you're like Mikhail Bridges, like I, I'm, I've missed one shot this whole game. And then for the next four possessions, you just stand in a corner and watch Devin Booker dribble for 20 seconds and then shoot yeah. a contested mid range. Sure. It may go in, but like you're getting out of rhythm there and you're just standing there watching. And that's the same thing that we saw with the bucks and the like, Atlanta and Brooklyn series are like it's not conductive yeah. to good offense and it, sure you may get some points but you need everybody contribute especially in these finals games like it's a very <laughs> Devin Booker hate stat but I think it tells a story where he is the first player in NBA history to have 40 plus points in back-to-back finals games and lose both of them like yeah I mean it's it's tough he's it's getting tough the points but it's not helping them win you know it's tough though because it, he didn't if you look at if you look throughout this finals right uh sorry even throughout the playoffs you don't really see many massive Devin booker games he wasn't like going 40 every game like yeah. they were mostly playing team basketball to win and now and it's hard like i know we're we're being very critical here obviously um but it's hard because you want to respect him because you look at the stats he's a plus 12 he shot 17 for 33 50 percent from three 80 percent from the line i mean like you know if you if you look at that he didn't really do anything wrong um so but but at the same time yeah i mean we saw that he was getting hunted and he wasn't not enough ball that's that's the thing if you yeah if you want to be a superstar in this league you have to make your teammates better right like we saw lebron go through it we saw Harding yeah. go through it. We saw like Curry go Westbrook through it. Westbrook even. We've seen Westbrook. Yeah. Well, maybe he hasn't gone through it yet, but we're still <laughs> we're still waiting on that one, maybe. But like, it's it's about like you have to score, and maybe it's not necessarily just getting assist numbers up, but it's like initiating ball movement. Like you realize that you're a threat to shoot, so when they double team you, don't just try to get a shot over. People try to pass to the open guy and like. But do you it's think frustrating that part of the can... reason do you think the part of the reason is that he's not a primary ball handler? I mean, he's not a Steph Curry's a point guard by nature, right? Like yeah. he passes the ball for a living. LeBron James, Giannis, they're kind of built that, or at least those guys have the vision, they're tall, they can see over defenders. You know, like Booker is just a pure, he's a pure scorer. He's like a he's like Kobe's protege, right? He's not like a passer. I mean he hasn't had to go through the playoffs to learn that he needs to develop this skill. Right. Yeah. And I, I, that, that comparison I see being drawn a lot, but like one thing is that everyone jokes, but like Kobe was still a good passer. Like he of course. was a good, like the, the jokes about like not passing, but he was a good passer and he, he did right. He has like 30 something all time on assists. Mm. And another important thing to note is he played in a time in his prime really where the mid-range shot was the main way to like three pointers were not as big 
when Kobe yeah. was playing as they are now. Like the amount of threes have just skyrocketed ever since then. And the two point shot has been so much less efficient than it used to be. Like, yeah, you could get a, if this game was played, maybe like this finals was 10, 20 years ago, then yeah, sure. Maybe they win because you don't have Brooke Lopez shooting threes. Cause that just wouldn't be yeah. a thing. Right. But nowadays the mid range shot you're we're, we saw pretty much last game is, is why it's been slowly kind of phased out. So I think it's like about picking and choosing and knowing when, to really just kind of go into that Kobe mode and just take twos and mid-range jumpers and score. But when the other team starts coming back with a bunch of threes, you, you got to kind of adjust your game plan and can't just do the same thing over and over again. That's the thing. It's about adjustments. And the, the Bucks yeah. were making them. My favorite yeah. adjustment they made was, sorry, the uh, you see the big lineup that they ran, the Middleton at the one, I don't even I don't even know what he was at. You had Middleton, Tucker, Giannis, Portis, and Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Now, if I'm DeAndre and I'm ter- that's the tallest, like just pure mass lineup yeah. you faced all playoffs. And right. that's just it's like too physical of a team for them to deal with. And like they can't they just couldn't handle that. I think the first time they actually ran that lineup this playoffs and just about giving different looks and i think that that was the first game maybe the second where i think bud actually like out coached monty williams like i never thought i'd say those words but he he thoroughly out coached him and i i think one of the reasons they won that game was just through just better adjustments and better coaching no definitely i think they're definitely figuring something out like in terms of the positions they should be getting into like i'm definitely noticing Giannis bringing the ball up less he does still have his moments where he's like you know, he wants to take charge and drive. Only one three. Court. Yeah, only one three. And even when he's driving sort of like, you know, head of steam, like with the ball in his hand, he's still looking for the like Connaughton on the wing yeah. or Middleton on the wing. So so it's opening up way more opportunities before where he was like 40 and 12 and like they're yeah. losing, right? Um, but the one thing I have to say, you know, you know, I've been a massive DeAndre Aiden fan, especially over this playoffs, he's really you know, proven to me. And, and again, a good game from DeAndre in 20 and 10, uh, you know, solid, solid play. I just have one criticism and it's his, it's his hands. I don't know if he can be faster or like more, I don't know. He can just, his grip can become better or just be like, become used to like catching the ball at fast speeds because I've seen throughout the, the whole playoffs, especially the finals, they're like, you know, when they need a bucket and they're like sort of scrambling to get the ball and Aiden gets like a hard pass in the lane, he always slips it. He goes for like a tough rebound. He's always yeah. slipping it and it goes to like the other team and like they they score off of it. And I feel like there are a lot of those little points where like he can get just those little things could make his stats like 25 and 15 from sure. 20 and 10. Um and I mean, that's just, that's just something small that I noticed, but it really bothers me every game because I see it every single game. Um, but, but yeah, Aiden, again, good game. I just, I don't know. I mean, where do you think from, from a Bucks point of view, first of all, because I mean, probably by the time we talk next, um, you know, the, the winner will be decided either way, yeah. probably. Um, so who do you have, if you have to pick, um, you know, I have I have Bucks winning the next game, winning the title. Uh, is that what you have? And also, if they do this, whether it's in six or seven, 
what does this mean for Giannis and his legacy? Also for for Middleton, who, who's uh, someone who's received a lot of hate. Holiday, I think, is you know whatever. I don't think he'll maybe change him that much. But yeah, but uh, those two have taken a lot of criticism over the years. So no, definitely. Yeah, so I, I'm with you. I, I've got originally, I believe, I had Bucks in seven, and yeah. I'm willing to to kind of alter that to bucks and six the old brandon jennings prophecy i i think they just they just got the momentum i mean obviously anything could happen but i think going home and just playing stellar defense these past few games and and really getting everyone kind of involved i think it's huge and especially be bigger at home so yeah i think i think the bucks will be able to take this home in the next game and legacy wise i i mean Giannis is having like his uh, I don't want to say it too early, but like LeBron moments, like at what, like 26, like he's at way ahead of schedule. And we think it's like, it's due time and whatever, because he's, they, this team's been so good for the past few years, yeah. but like, he's still, if you think about it, like he shouldn't be expected to be doing this at 26. Like, yeah, yeah. this is like your window, but his prime, like arguably has not even started yet. Like right, he has right. still so much room to grow and get better that I think he is, he's shown that like he is on his way to possibly being like the best player in the league. Like yes, as, as, as when LeBron, as LeBron gets older and such retire and you've got guys like Kawhi and KD kind of like aging out and you've really got this like next generation of superstars. Like he's not quite with like the Trey Youngs and, Luka Doncic yeah. who are still really young and, and still have a lot a lot of room to grow he's going to be like the most kind of well-established guy really right like if he wins this finals and gets a final MVP he's checked all the boxes like yeah it's kind of crazy and he's only really been like here like at this level for a few years realistically yeah. and it's kind of crazy because like he's still got so much to work on that I think he's like he proved that he's working on and can definitely work on. Like, imagine if he's like an eighty percent free throw shooter. Imagine if he could Oof. shoot like even thirty five percent from three. Like, works on his conditioning. Like, there's so many things, and he's proved that he's willing to work on these things. So, I'm just happy for him. I think he's gotten so much hate. I th- I don't know what it is. It just maybe like the european bias for some reason that we like seeing american basketball players right i mean the the last greatest european basketball player right dirk like yeah getting comparisons i don't think he's there quite yet but i think he's definitely on his way like and even beyond european just basketball players and you're thinking about i was talking about power forwards like the best power forwards in the game right like who we got so far we've got like malone duncan Duncan. kg like Dirk. he he Dirk, like he could be like a top 10 power forward within the next year like all time and then work his way up yeah. to like top five which is yeah. incredible for how young he is and winning a finals like this especially gonna be huge showing especially knowing that he's pretty much won his team two of those games on his own is is going to be massive and kind of breaking away from like i remember in the beginning of the season the whole bucks identity they saw was like Giannis is their best player, but he is not their closer. Chris Middleton is always the closer of the team. Yeah. And yeah. him being able to prove that he can make those big game-changing plays at the end of games is 
yeah. is kind of massive. And not saying he relies on someone else, but they have that kind of mutual relationship where they do it. And I, I don't know. I want to see one more good Chris Middleton game because yeah, yeah. We, we've got Cash Middleton for two games in a row. Yep. Trash Middleton for a few before that. Yep. And the biggest not like when he's on, he's like the best shooter you've ever seen. And when he's off, yep. he's useless. So yeah, it's just about finding that middle ground and being consistent and make your bad games still productive, right? Bearable. Like, yeah. Make yeah. them productive. Cause like that was the whole thing with Devin Booker, right? When his shot's not falling, he's not a productive player. And right. Drew Holiday, when his shot's not falling, is still a productive defensive player. And what does Chris Middleton do if he, his shot's not falling? What is he able to do? He's not like the most athletic guy. He's not going to drive to the rim too much, but maybe be able to get open shots for other people. Like right, work on exactly. the pick and roll with Giannis and, and get some easy assists. Like it's, it's just yeah. about kind of being like a, a positive presence for your team, even when your shot's not falling. So, yeah, I don't know, man. He's been ridiculous these past two games, just making everything that, little wrist flick shot is just falling every time and if he continues like that it's a lock for them to win and even if he doesn't i still give them a good chance too because that's just the way this team's built is that whole like kind of next man up like you see someone pick up the slack no it's kind of crazy um i didn't really realize it until you said it but like the whole Giannis has basically already done everything uh, if he wins this, like, imagine he wins this. He's a champion. He's a finals MVP. He's a two-time MVP. Uh, he's a defensive player, player of the year. Oh, man. like he's No six-man of the year. Gotta, gotta no go to the bench no for a year. No all-star game MVP? All-star game MVP? Mm. Not yet, I, I don't think. No, no, no. Uh, I don't know. But, but I, mean, I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's basically done everything, which is kind of insane. So, I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Obviously, the Suns are you know, are a great team and I'm sure they'll no. they'll put up a fight if not win game six. But um, it's just crazy to think how far Giannis has come. And I was even thinking like throughout this playoffs, the amount I've seen him grow, like, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a kind of, I'm the kind of guy who likes to see the, the sweet shooters. I like Jason Tatum's my favorite player. <laughs> I like Chris Middleton a lot more than Giannis because he's got a sweet stroke when it's on, you know, yeah. those kind of players. And so I didn't really respect the, oh, this guy can't shoot whatever like he's not gonna be good um and he's shown to me that you don't need to necessarily have the shot but you also don't need to be dunking everything like there's so much more to the game and his passing and stuff has improved so much this past like even a couple of series uh to the point where like he's getting so many more people involved like his vision is way better he's making like a conscious effort to like be like okay i don't need to get 45 every game even though i can but like I can just help other people get involved and they can hit the threes for me and I can just mm-hmm. run and run and dunk as James Harden says. So yeah. um, no, it's, it's, it's really good to see his growth. Honestly, like even as someone who's not a huge fan, fan of his, I feel like he's gone through a lot of adversity, like a, too much hate, honestly, for someone who's, who puts up crazy yeah. stats and like his team wins like a great percentage of those games. Um so it would be good to see him win it. Like, I think he, he deserves it and, and the team deserves it. They've been sort of been, you know, at this level for a while, but yeah. haven't been able to sort of surpass um, that sort of Eastern Conference finals or finals hump. Um, and for Chris Middleton, yeah, you're right. It's kind of a tough one, right? Because it's like, yeah, he's like, I don't know, maybe 
two, three-time All-Star now, something like that. Yeah, around there. Um, yeah, around that. And, like, he's just kind of, like, prime Kobe when he's on. And then <laughs> yeah. he's, like, you know, like a really bad high school player when he's off. <laughs> um, and it's just, like, hard to tolerate. But I think you're right. Like, the past two, three games, I feel like he's figured out some stuff, like, they figured out some spacing, like he's getting defenders behind him. He's getting to his mid range. Like he doesn't, I think maybe he was forcing up too many bad shots. Like I think once he gets comfortable in his game, um, he's a great player. And I think for him, it's not necessarily like, he doesn't need to be final. He's not going to be, but he doesn't need to be finals MVP to like prove to the haters. Like he, the fact that he's the second best player on it. I mean, maybe you could argue holiday, but I still think it's Middleton. Um, second best player on the championship winning team. I mean, what else do you need, right? Like you've done it then you've won, you've won the title um, and you've proved to everyone that like you can be the second best player and you don't have to be the best player. That's his game. Right. So that's probably who he's going to be. But yeah, it's scary to think that like, even, I mean, even Middleton, there's so much improvement to his game that could be, could be done. Um, So to see like, even if they win it and even if they don't like the off season, for these guys, like, if, yeah, like you said, like, I don't even need Giannis to shoot 35%. Giannis could shoot, like, 32% from three, and that would be more than enough. Um, and he would be averaging, like, 40 and 15 every game. Like, it would just be mm-hmm. insane. Um, but, yeah, I, honestly, the, the Bucks have really grown on me. Bobby Portis is, like, just everything. everything he's just that guy. Wanted. <laughs> yeah, it's just he's too good. Like, just amps up the crowd. Like, he just does his job. Like, He's shooting corner threes now. Like, he's just confidence all-time high. Um, but, yeah, um, I think it should be a good game six. Hopefully, the Suns come out. I mean, as as a – I know I'm, I'm supporting the Suns, but, like, we're somewhat neutral at the end of the day. And I think it would be nice to see a game seven, like, of any NBA finals would be great, right? Yeah. So, um, it would be nice to see that. But, but I think whoever wins, honestly, there's so many – We've seen so much good basketball. Um, I just I just want to see two good, or at least one good game of team basketball uh, with a lot of sharing the ball and, and good ball movement and running up and down the court. You know, I don't want to see some stagnant one-on-one Booker time. Uh, I don't yeah. think that's the answer to, to getting them game six. So, so, yeah. No. I think another thing kind of swept under the rug that was refreshing to see in this last game was so much less fouls like there weren't whistles every other possession and kind of goes into one of the things i really like about this bucks team is that they don't complain at every whistle that i've seen that is one of the things that has driven me driven me crazy this final seeing guys like devin booker chris paul jay crowder like just complain about every like i hate how the nba has gotten this way and seeing kind of the Olympic kind of like prelim games has kind of spoiled fans, right. To see like these refs are not, they're not going to give you more whistles because you're complaining. Like there's much more contact. I don't know if you saw like the, the USA team versus Nigeria where my favorite was the Kevin love pump fake bumps into somebody, no foul air ball, just embarrass yourself. Like, yeah, that's how it should be. Like, that is what basketball like i hate i swear chris paul has taught his entire team in practice that yes. if someone is behind you in a fast break just stop and then you'll get a foul called when they run yes. into you 
it is so beyond me how like NBA fouls are drawn up where it, it seems super simple where you could just make it whoever initiates the contact is the one who the foul is called on. I feel like it doesn't need to be much more complicated than that. But the, yeah. the offensive players get so much kind of leeway now that one, they get fouls called all the time for any sort of contact. Like you try to go over a screen foul. Even yeah. if the guy doesn't shoot, he just throws his arms up in yes. the air. Yes. And then, and then they get so used to that. Then when they don't call those fouls and like kind of moments where they want the game to be more physical and they don't want to call fouls every time, then they start complaining the whole time. The, the yeah. most like the worst case I saw this was in, at, near the end of game five. I don't know if you remember when Devin Booker is going for a layup and just whiffs mm-hmm. it. In the second he misses it, he starts complaining to the ref, and that's still a live yeah. ball. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, the ref didn't make you miss that layup. And yeah. also, you Before got fouled out four. three times already. So what are you complaining yeah. for? Like, yeah, I, I think we kind of brushed over. We didn't talk too much about game four, but that was the worst ref game I've seen this entire, maybe yeah. playoffs, if not just for the finals. But going for an intentional foul when you have five fouls already is not smart. But then getting yeah. bailed out and not getting the foul called on you is... I know. If, if the Bucks lost that game, uh, something would have burned to the ground. I don't know what it was, but I was just getting pissed for the Milwaukee fans at that point. Like, that was just egregious. And the NBA has... They, they've got to really reassess the way they're kind of officiating some of these games. Last game was a, probably one of the best examples of, like, a well-officiated game. Yeah, like not too many fouls, allowing contact because contact isn't a foul. Like I think that's one of the yes. big kind of like points of confusion for even some of the uh, Mark Jackson, especially <laughs> things. Oh, he initiated contact. Uh, the, uh, contact is not a foul. That's the yeah. that's the whole thing. Is like you're allowed to right. touch other players in the game of basketball. Exactly. Yeah, it's just yeah. about whether it's altering your shot or preventing you from shooting or preventing you right. from moving. And it's exactly. about establishing your space, right? If, you, if you're in the space yeah. first, then that's your space. And you can't just run into people and expect the foul to be called on them. So, yeah, yeah, I think that no, was I... a, a good one. There, were, there weren't too many people in, like, insane foul trouble except P.J. Tucker, who always seems to be getting yeah. the short end of this thing. Complains yeah. a lot. Also gets some bad fouls. So it's a little bit of both. <laughs> but he, he hasn't had a great game, but he's still bringing the energy <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's I mean, always he's not, funny. He's not to there to PJ Tucker is a great like. I just love PJ Tucker. Like he he doesn't really do anything except for like bring energy and like defend. But I mean, he's basically useless on the offensive end. It's he like what Bruce sitting. Brown really should aspire to be. Like he should go to the PJ Tucker like <laughs> class of how to play basketball and just play like him. But yeah, it was yeah. It was um, a fun game because yeah, it was, no, it was flowing, really right? Like there weren't too many stops. Yeah. I'm uh, we, one more game, possibly. I think, I think the Bucks are really locked in. They definitely seem. I hate like the notion of like a team wanting it more because like. Every player wants to win, of course. and no one wants. Like it's a, it's a weird thing to say. I just think that the Bucks are more composed, right? Like, yes, most a lot of teams. I think that's if the Suns go down fifteen in the first quarter, I think they have a less chance of coming back because it's just about 
that mentality of like knowing that you're good enough to kind of get there and, and not really counting yourself yeah. out. Like I see some of the, the books never really look out of it. You know what I mean? Like when they're playing, like they're, they're like body language, they, they never look defeated. And when you got like Bobby Portis kind of hyping you up on the sides too. And yeah, yeah. you've got a lot of ways to get back in the game and you know, you have the best player on your team is a lot better yeah. than some, the sun sometimes when they start going down, like you just see them kind of like moping around. Like they don't look yeah. that engaged. And right. I think that's just like another kind of like thing is like the, the Bucks have a lot more experience. Like Chris Paul is all the experience on that Suns team. Yeah. yeah. Jay Crowder. Don't forget about Jay Crowder. Jay and Jay Crowder. Oh, yeah. Playoff playoff legend, Jay Crowder. Yeah, not, uh, not a finals legend, though. Not a finals. Uh, yeah. Just the Eastern Conference no, finals right. legend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you're right. Um, He's, yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah, you're right. Saying saying they want him more is, um, I guess, a, the body language is just a lot better from the Bucks. Um, let's see what they can do. I I assume they're gonna. I wouldn't say run away, but I feel like they'll get a comfortable enough victory uh, in Game Six. Like, I'm gonna guess like more than seven points uh, win for the Bucks, um, I just see them bringing the energy. The crowd is going to be mad. Um, yeah. and it's, they've been waiting for this. They've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure Giannis is going to, you know, sort of save up all his energy for this one game and yeah. just go ham. Uh, the only thing I would say is I, I don't want him to drop 50. I want him to just play whatever and do whatever's best for the team. Uh, like yeah, he did in game that's the thing. Yeah, sometimes he needs to score. Sometimes, uh, and he still had thirty-two, three. nine, and six. So it's not like yeah. he didn't have good stats. But yeah, but yeah, definitely. No, it'll be interesting and next week. But by the time we talk, we'll, we'll we'll have our winner. So it's been a great playoff yeah. so far. I it's amazing. Like all the kind of big stars getting knocked out early, and seeing that it's still a fun and, and interesting finals is, is good to see yeah no it's been a really good run honestly um excited to talk to you about it next week hopefully we have some some interesting game or games to discuss mm-hmm. uh and then just for the listeners i guess after that throughout the summer uh ben and i will be discussing um i guess going through most of the teams in the nba and what their off seasons are going to look like uh and you know how they're going to shape up for for next season and where we see them sort of ending up yep we got the draft too Ooh, be fun should be interesting yep a lot Kate of cunningham so sweepstakes possible damian lillard on the move <laughs> oh yeah a lot of rumors going around huh yeah well hopefully some something spicy happens next week and we'll, we'll be able to see that so looking forward to it yep sounds good all right man catch you next week